0: From NPR and WNYC, this is Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Hello. Let's bring up our first two contestants, and let's welcome Mike Cisneros and Sarah Shepard. Sarah, I understand you're a big pop culture fan, and just moved to New York from North Carolina. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to have you. (laughs) And Mike, you're a trivia buff too since, uh, what, grade five? Yeah, roughly. You you discovered Games Magazine was all over, right? Absolutely. (laughs) As it does. All right. Well, this game is called Name That Candy Bar. I'm going to describe the name of a popular candy bar, and you have to tell me which bar I'm talking about. For example, if I said, it's the galaxy we call home, you would say... Milky Way. Make sense? Yes. Okay, perfect. So ring in when you know the answer, and the winner will go on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Here we go. It's the favorite dessert of Alexandra Dumas. Here's what it's made of. Chocolate and nougat. Sarah. Three Musketeers? Three Musketeers is correct. <laughs> it's where baseball pitchers stand. Mike. Mounds. Mounds is correct. Now, I will admit to you right now that these are all American chocolate bars, candy bars. They do not resonate with my soul as a Canadian. So you say Mounds, I think Coffee Crisp. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Blank stairs. Yep. (laughs) All right. Witherspoon's vessel for liquid filled with Skippy. Sarah. Reese's. Peanut butter cup. Correct. (laughs) Your next question. Laughs condescendingly. (laughs) Mike. Chuckles. Chuckles. Uh, That is incorrect. I would enjoy that bar. I'm not sure about it. (laughs) Sounds like a great bar. Uh, But that is incorrect. Sarah, do you have a guess?
1: Don't, Don't have a guess. All right,
0: here's what's in it. It's made with chocolate, nougat, caramel, and peanuts. Snickers. Snickers is correct. Is that what you were thinking of, Mike, when you said chuckles?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, geez, I can't remember the name. Uh, it's, uh, what is it again? It's, um, what is the name? Sarah. Whatchamacallit. Whatchamacallit is correct. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Perhaps you prefer hefty or stout or heavyset. Mike. Chunky. Chunky, correct. <laughs> it's Sarah Palin's maiden name. A lot of eyes are glancing off to the right as if that's where the answer would be. (laughs) Okay, let me tell you what's in it. It's made from chocolate and toffee. Mike. Score? That is a very good guess. (laughs) Because you're in the right realm, but it's before score. Sarah. Heath? Heath. You got that. You're right. (laughs) The giver of the gift of the magi. Okay, it's made with fudge, peanuts, and caramel, all wrapped in one. Not sure. Okay, if you know the answer, yell it out. Oh, Henry! Oh, Henry. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, nada zilch. Here's another hint it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Okay, it's made with white fudge, almond nougat, and caramel. White fudge. Weird. (laughs) But delicious. Not sure? Okay. Should we throw it out there? Let's throw it out there. Zero. Zero is correct. Have you ever had a zero, Sarah? No. Mike?
2: Is it Canadian? No.
0: (laughs) I like that you tried to blame it on me, though. Very (laughs) interesting. All right, Sarah moves on to our Ask Me One More final round. (laughs) Mike, thank you so much. Another hand for our first two contestants, everybody. Let's welcome our next two contestants in front of me right now, Tina Kendall and Stephen Kendall. Wait a <laughs> second. So you both have the same last name, huh?
1: Yes. Yeah, coincidence.
0: How do you know each other? Oh, I found him in a hospital many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, a mother son competition. Yep. Yes. Are you guys competitive with each other? Yes. A little bit. <laughs> And is trivia the way you usually compete?
1: One of many. One of many. Oh,
0: excellent. Well, this is ex- very exciting, and I guess on Ask Me Another, we're going to settle the score. All right, perfect. Jonathan, what do we have in store for these two?
3: Well, this game is called It's All Squeak to Me, and it's about animal sounds. So, well, in English, we say the sound that dogs make is bow wow. In Danish, they say that a dog makes a sound more like "vov vov." <laughs> And in French, it would be more like wah-wah. So we're going to give you... (laughs) For the record, it's the English ones that are correct. The rest of the world is wrong. So we're going to give you some sounds that common animals supposedly make in other languages. And all you have to do is name the animal. After you name the animal, we will follow up with a bonus question that either person may answer. Are you ready?
4: Yes. Sure. (laughs)
3: In Japanese, this animal goes bun bun. In German it goes sum sum, and in Russian it goes bzh. <laughs> Steven.
1: Pig? Possibly?
3: No, it's not a pig. <laughs> Tina. <do> you- <laughs> what if I what if I said the last one again? <laughs> B-,
2: <laughs> B.
3: B is correct, Tina. Here is your bonus question. Either one of you may buzz in for this. The result of breeding European honeybees with their more aggressive southern neighbors, Africanized bees, are commonly known by what fearsome term? Stephen. Killer bees? That's correct. <laughs> in Italian, this animal goes chici richi In Swedish, it goes kuke And in Greek, it goes kiki Tina. Chicken? Uh, No, I'm sorry, it's not a chicken. Rooster? That is correct, rooster. (laughs) What is the name of that hanging flap of skin under a rooster's beak? Tina. Waddle? Waddle is correct.
4: (laughs) You had no faith that was the right answer. I knew it was a turkey waddle, but I wasn't sure about a rooster.
2: She's just
1: faking it. <laughs> she wants your sympathy.
4: <laughs> right. So
3: she's trying to give you a false sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. In Spanish, this animal goes goro-goro. In Turkish, it goes Glu, glue-glu, and in Russian, it goes guli-guli. <laughs> but probably more like guli-guli-guli-guli-guli-guli. <laughs> turkey? Turkey is right. <laughs> Uh, so in Turkey, they don't call turkeys turkey. They actually call them Hindi, meaning from India. But in India, the bird is actually named for yet another country. What is a turkey called in India?
1: America? <laughs> <laughs> I, wish that, I wish that were true.
3: The symmetry of that is quite beautiful, right. but that is, not, that, is not, that is not right. Tina, do you know what it is?
4: No guess on that one.
3: There's no reason you should know this. It's a tough
4: one. It's a tough one. Peru
3: is the answer. (laughs) Uh. In Danish, this animal goes rap-rap. In French, it goes quack-quack. In Greek, it goes (laughs) peep-peep-peep-peep-peep. Stephen. Duck? Yes, it is a duck. i got to say, it seems like the Greeks got it wrong in this case.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) peep-peep-peep-peep-peep.
3: Before he lost it all to Flintheart Glomgold in 2012, what duck did Forbes magazine rank as the world's richest fictional character? Stephen?
1: Scourge
0: McDuck?
3: That's right. And that makes Stephen our winner.
0: Congratulations, Stephen. Thank you. The rivalry is settled for now, I understand. Just for now, Tina. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show, so stick around. Thank you so much. Mother and son team Settling the score Alright Jonathan, do you want to uh, play us a little something?
3: I will, I have something uh, uh, thematically appropriate This is a song by They Might Be Giants called Mammal Glass of milk Standing in between extinction in the cold and explosive radiating growth So the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have Mammal, mammal, their names are called They raise a paw, the bat, the cat Dolphin and dog, koala bear and hog Placental, the sister of her brother marsupial. Their cousin called Monotreme, dead Uncle Alotharia Mamo, Mamo, their names are called They raise a paw, the bat, the cat Dolphin and dog Koala bear and hawk The fox, the ox Giraffe and shrew Kid new caribou
0: Jonathan Colton, everybody. Thank you. up later, we have Kristen Milioti joining us as our VIP, otherwise known as Ask Me Another's very important puzzler. Kristen was nominated for a Tony Award for her role in the Broadway musical Once. But you might know her from her work also on the small screen. So here's a question for you. On what television series about another Tony did Kristen appear in? Hmm. The answer coming up in a moment on Ask Me Another. This is NPR. <clears throat> NPR and WNYC, you're listening to Ask Me Another. I'm still your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me now on the stage is this week's puzzle guru, Noah Tarno.
2: Thank you. Good to see you, Ophira.
0: Nice to see you too, Noah, and the man with the guitar hasn't wandered too far, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Still here. <laughs> Now, Noah, before the break, we noted that our VIP Kristen Milioti was nominated for a 2012 Tony for the musical Once, and she's also appeared on a television show with another famous Tony. Who is it?
2: That would be Tony Soprano. Kristen played Catherine Sacramone, the daughter of Tony's fellow crime boss, Johnny Sack, And before you ask, no, she was not whacked. (laughs) Good,
0: good. That's why we were able to get her on the show. Yes. Yes, very good. She was available. (laughs) Let's bring up our next two victims, I mean contestants. We have Dan Morin and Alexander Yellen. (laughs) Dan, now you uh, refer to yourself as a veritable IMDB. I I don't refer to myself. I have been
2: referred to as. I want to make that clear going in because I don't... um very possible I will just it just myself. says it on
0: your business card I yeah, get exactly. it uh, and you're the child this is so fascinating to me of librarians I just yes. picture your house every day just a lot of people turning each other going
2: Shh. yeah it's a lot like being raised by wolves only there is more shuffling.
0: <laughs> happy to have you and Alexander you're a jazz composer arranger and pianist
2: that's what my business card says
0: okay and what's your favorite piece of work
2: that I've written or that someone else has let's written? Start with,
0: let's start with you. Uh,
2: I'm a big fan of... Uh, I did a big band arrangement of uh, Rainbow Connection once. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. can you not love Kermit the Yeah, Party"? that's fantastic. Okay. Noah, what are we playing? This game is called Time to Turn Off the TV, and the rules are simple. I'm going to describe the triumphant final episode of a classic TV series. You just need to name the series. Shouldn't be too difficult if you grew up watching TV. Dan... Lucky for you, IMDb has television shows on it as well. And Alexander, lucky for you that the Muppets had a TV show for many years. <laughs> if you need a hint, we will also give you the year that that triumphant final episode first aired. The contestant who gets the most right moves on to our final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Despite the birth of twins and a declaration of true love, it ends with yet another trip to the coffee shop. Yes, Dan. Friends. Friends is correct. I know the most
0: unbelievable thing about that whole series was that a paleontologist had a job.
2: Yes, absolutely. And that a waitress lived in an 800 square foot apartment in the village. That I believed. Sunnydale is destroyed as the Hellmouth collapses. Why did anyone live in that town anyway? Yes, Dan. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know the second I said Sunnydale, a thousand people listening at home screamed, Buffy! 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 (laughs) The war and the show finally ends after 11 years, eight years longer than in real life. Yes, Dan. MASH. MASH is right. Dan. The main character gets back together with her on-again, off-again boyfriend, whose name is finally revealed to be, wait for it, John. Yes, Alexander. Alexander. Sex in the City. Sex in the City is right. I'm ashamed.
0: You should not be ashamed. It means you have a girlfriend or some woman that loves you.
2: Yes, yes. Good to know. All right. Uh, new station management fires everyone except for the most obnoxious character, and they all share in a group hug. Yes, Dan. Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mary Tyler Moore Show. The entire eight-year series turns out to be a dream of the star's character from a previous sitcom. Yes, Alexander. Newhart. Newhart is right. (laughs) And finally, Matt Santos is sworn into office. Yes, Dan. The West Wing. The West Wing is correct. Well, it looks like, pretty handily, Dan is our winner. Ah, congratulations, Dan. You'll be
0: moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Thank you to both of our contestants once again. Are you exhausted right now from shouting answers at your radio? Well, then, we want to meet you. To be a contestant on a future show, reach us on Twitter or Facebook at NPR Ask Me Another, or you can send us an old-fashioned email at askmenother at npr.org. In exchange, we'll send you a little quiz and see if you have what it takes to make it to our Ask Me One More final round. What do you say we get this puzzle started? Let me introduce our next two contestants, Sterling Walker and Steve Spinolio. You have a PhD in neuroscience. I didn't know that was a real thing. I just thought that was something you say sarcastically to people. (laughs) But you actually have it. Yes. Steve Spinolio, other than having, I think, the best name I've said in a long time. Steve Spinolio. That is so fun. Uh, You love airplanes. You go all around the world to different airplane museums. So all four of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And I'm happy to hear that you and your nine-year-old are, is a big, your nine-year-old's a big fan of the show.
1: Huge fan of the show. She loves this show.
0: Oh, that's, that is our demo. So yes. that works uh, out perfectly. It yeah. works <laughs> perfectly. Okay, Jonathan, that guitar is looking a little underused, I'd say.
1: Yes,
3: yes, it is. Why don't I use it for this next game? I'd like that. Yeah. This is called Street Music. I'm going to play songs that mention a specific road or street, and you have to give us the name of that street. After each song, there will be a bonus trivia question that either of you can answer. Whoever gets more right we'll move on to our ask me one more final round at the end of the show. Are you ready?
0: Yes. Mhm.
3: On the corner is a banker with a motor car. The little children laugh at him behind his back. And the banker never wears a mask. In the pouring rain. Very strange.
2: I'm blanking.
0: Looking for the name. Of a street.
3: It's a rather famous band. Steve. It's not Abbey Road. Uh, I'm, I'm oh. blanking out. That's the, that's the right neighborhood.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> Sterling. It sounds like Cherry Lane. Oh, so close.
3: Everybody is so mad right now at you guys. Does anybody know the answer?
0: No problem, people. It's just your first question. you got plenty more to (laughs) ask. Here's your follow-up question. Either of you can ring in. As teenagers, Paul McCartney and John Lennon would meet at Penny Lane to catch a bus into the center of town. In what English city would you find the original Penny Lane? Steve. Liverpool. Correct.
3: Now in the street there is violence And a lot of work to be done, no place to hang out our washing, and I can't blame all on the sun. Oh no, we're gonna rock down to some street I cannot name. Steve, Electric Avenue.
0: That is correct. Eddie Grant wrote that song about the 1981 riots in London, because back in the 80s, that's what riot songs sounded like. <laughs> but another scandal rocked California in 2001 when what company was found to be manipulating the electricity market? Steve. Was it Enron? It was Enron, yes. <laughs>
3: I walk a lonely road, the only one that I have ever known. I don't know where it goes, but it's home to me, and I walk alone. I walk this empty
0: street on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. That is hers, Sterling! And there is a painting titled Boulevard of Broken Dreams that features Humphrey Bogart, Marilyn Monroe, and James Dean sitting in a late-night diner. I'm sure you've seen it. And that's actually a parody of what famous Edward Hopper painting? Sterling. Nighthawks. Correct.
3: (laughs) Don't need reason. Don't need rhyme. Ain't nothing I would rather do. Going down party time. My friends are gonna be there too. I'm on the street that I can't name. Highway to Hell?
0: That's correct, Steve. Highway to Hell. Perhaps no highway could be more hellish than the 405 freeway in Los Angeles. In 2011, a weekend-long shutdown of the 405 was given what apocalyptic nickname in the media? Steve.
1: I just blanked on it.
0: Okay, Sterling. Carmageddon. Carmageddon, yes. Yes.
2: Noah, uh, what's the scores looking like? Uh, It is close, but it looks like Steve just edged out Sterling. Oh. And he is our winner.
0: No, that's great. Just by a point. Close eyes, Steve. You are moving on. Sure, ask me one more final round at the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Jonathan, that was a great game. Do you want to play us a song?
3: Yeah, why don't we do a song uh, about a street that we did not mention in the game? All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. Said the man next to me. Out of nowhere... It's apropos of nothing He says his name is William But I'm sure he's Bill or Billy Mac or Buddy And he's plain ugly to me And I wonder if he's ever Had a day of fun in his whole life We are drinking beer at noon on Tuesday The bar that faces the giant car wash And the good people of the world Washing their cars on their lunch breaks Hosing and scrubbing as best they can In shirts and suits. And they drive their shiny Datsuns and Buicks Back to the phone company The record stores too But nothing like billing me Is all I want to do is have some fun and I got a feeling I'm not the only one All I want to do is have some fun I got a feeling the party's just begun. All I want to do is have some fun until the sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard.
0: On here are our next two contestants, Margaret Maloney and Eric Shulmiller. Happy to have you. Woo! Now, you are a cantor at a synagogue, Amen. Um, <laughs> and you have Shul in your name.
1: That's actually thanks to my wife. We actually combined our names when we got married. I was Miller and she was Shulman, and we it was Bichert.
0: Oh, that is so adorable. Now, your trivia roots run deep, right? Three generations of trivia winners. You have some winners. Your father was a winner on it. Yeah, a-
1: my father was on the old Sale of the Century back in the early 70s, and he, uh, he won my uh, bedroom furniture and a trip to Acapulco. <laughs> and a sailboat, which he couldn't use in his Brooklyn apartment, so they had to... Oh,
0: so. so he had to just set it out yeah, on the before eBay,
1: I don't know what they did, so.
0: <laughs> And Margaret, you are a linguistic major at Harvard, but now pre-med. That's right. That is, me too. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> no. is <laughs> amazing. And you, your trivia roots run deep as well. Uh, high school. Yes. Were- I grew up in Alabama, and when I
4: was in high school, I was on the Scholars Bowl team, um, and we were televised on public access television. What? It was very exciting, and I would go around town, and every once in a while, some random person that I didn't know would come up and say, I saw you on the television. That was so nice. And I'd be like, oh, yes, thank you. So, anyway. I feel
0: like that even exchange I just brought me right into Alabama in that Absolutely. moment. Absolutely.
1: It was the television.
0: <laughs> All right. So if we've learned anything from celebrity magazines, it's that stars are just like us. They have secrets, too. But this game, we're talking about secret words hidden in the middle of celebrities' names. For example, if I said the Oscar-winning director whose recent claim to fame is talking to an empty chair is hiding several herbal beverages, what are they? You would say Clint Eastwood's Teas, right? So easy. Because the word teas is embedded in his name. The T in Clint... And the E-A-S in Eastwood.
2: The sound of comprehension.
0: Pretty sneaky, right? Sounds great. Got it. Excellent. So I'm going to give you the clues to celebrities and the words they are hiding. You need to ring in when you can name the celebrity and the hidden word. Just like I did. Clint Eastwood's tease. So here we go. The lead singer of Aerosmith is hiding an air duct. What is it? Eric.
1: Tyler's fence? I'm drawing a blank on the first name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stephen Tyler's fence? Yes.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. He wrote Excellent. Penny Lane, I think. He wrote Penny Lane, that's right. <laughs> the beautiful but deadly star of Kill Bill is hiding a system of numbers and spatial relationships. What is it? <laughs> Margaret.
4: Uma Thurman's math?
0: Yes! The star of The Help, who recently played Gwen Stacy in The Amazing Spider Man, is hiding the support for a boat's sail. What is it? Margaret.
4: Emma Stone's mast?
0: (laughs) Yes, it is! The singer of Superstition and I Just Called to Say I Love You is hiding a certain belief or way of thinking. What is it?
1: Eric. Stevie Wonder's Views? Yes. <laughs> the star of Escape from New York and
0: longtime partner of Goldie Hahn is hiding the supportive framework for a bridge. Margaret. Kurt Russell's Trusts? That's correct. The tiny Tony Award winner who appeared in the musical Wicked and on Glee and The Good Wife is hiding a unit of measurement. Eric.
1: Kirsten Chenoweth's width?
0: No. Almost. Margaret? Kirsten Chenoweth's inch? That's correct. Yes. Yes. The woman who's making an empire out of making good things for entertaining and homemaking is hiding a need for speed. What is it? Margaret. This is wrong, but Martha Stewart's wart?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're right, that is wrong. For so many reasons.
0: Yeah, that is, that is incorrect. I like that you associated a wart with the need for speed to get it lanced off, I suppose. Um,
4: I, just ha- I just had to
0: share that one. Yeah. I couldn't
4: keep that one to myself. You like the
0: idea of just picturing her with a wart. I know. I know. Heads would rule. Heads would rule. Eric, any... Uh,
1: still not getting it.
0: Still not getting it? Let's throw it out there. Anyone know? Haste. Martha Stewart's haste. Yes, that was very, very challenging. Well done, audience. Well done, contestants. Yes, Margaret is the winner. Margaret, well done. You'll be moving on to our final showdown. Thank you so much, Eric. This is still NPR's Ask Me Another, and I'm still Ophira Eisenberg. More to come, plus we play games with Broadway star Kristen Milioti. This is NPR. NPR and WNYC, welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of trivia, word games, and puzzles. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is the star of the Broadway musical Once, Kristen Milioti. <laughs> welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you. Now, the story of Once is pretty amazing. We're talking about this little indie film, low budget that basically won the hearts of Americans, and then it uh, gets nominated for a Grammy, it wins an Oscar... And then becomes this unbelievably successful Broadway show. I mean, how is that even possible? That's not supposed to work, right? No, I can't believe it. Well, I've actually, I've never
4: seen the film. Oh, which I, I know. <gasps>
0: Specifically, that was a choice.
4: Um, well, it has been an, ap- it was a happy accident. When I got the job, I had never seen it. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to see it now because I didn't want to mimic it somehow. Right. But yeah, we never thought, or I never thought rather, I guess that anyone would come and see this ever. <laughs> never. <Surprise. laughs> you know, we did it for like ten people in a bar, like, and that's why the set is a bar. Is because the only place we could perform it was a bar. And I've been in s- in a lot of bad things, and I <laughs> and and I was pretty sure that this was far too good to ever go anywhere, or for my parents to ever get to see, or like you know, I don't know. I just I just figured that it would never see the light of day, and I was actually fine with that because I loved it so much that it was. You were like, it can be just it for me. It can be just for me, which I'd never felt that
0: way before. That's hilarious. You're like, I've been in a lot of bad stuff that went a so long many way. I've been bad things. And because this was good, I was assured it Obviously, would be a failure. It
4: would be an absolute failure. Exactly. And then when people started to come see it, too, I still was like, well, soon they'll figure it out. <laughs> that, that, or they'll at least figure out that like, I shouldn't be in it or something.
0: Now, uh, so you still haven't seen the movie and you're not going to see it? I, I'll see it one day. Any plans for like a screening party, you know, 2085?
4: 2085. How far was it? that? <laughs> uh, no, I, I do have a, a plan to sit with a, maybe a bottle of red wine and watch it.
0: You do a lot. In, I'm watching you on stage, and you are speaking with an accent. You're playing piano. You're singing. So yes. let's, let's, let's take, <laughs> take this apart. Playing piano, that is something you learned for this role? I did learn that for this. That's
4: pretty impressive. Thank you. How long did you have? Um, they, they gave me 10 days to learn <laughs> to learn um, two pieces. So is there like a Rosetta piano stone or something? I like wish that? there had been. No, I had a friend who was willing to sit with me for seven hours a day who's a piano player, and he wrote out the charts so that, it, I don't know if anyone here plays piano. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> we don't even like piano. <laughs> anyone can play that.
0: Yeah, It's a very banjo <laughs> crowd. <laughs>
4: yeah. I would love to know the banjo There's a great um, banjo in your show Banjo yeah. is, I'm not, I know And it's instantly sexy, the banjo
0: uh, And then now you, you speak, obviously The entire show with a dialect uh, yeah. Which sounds nothing like you it's a, It sounds totally different Than your normal speaking voice So our dialects, is that something you're into? Because I also saw you in 30 Rock There you had a, an affected voice Because you were playing this baby right. voice character That was hilarious Oh, thank you <laughs> So um, everyone's like, now
4: we know her. We didn't know before. The crazy blonde. hair. <laughs> some people yeah. are like, I still don't know.
0: But are um, you? Uh, are you? Is that your thing? Voices,
4: dialects? Um. Yeah, I guess it is. I've never actually had my own. I've had my own voice in something once, um, once, and um, it was. It was. But mostly, yeah, I'm asked to do like voices, and and they're like, put on this wig.
0: Yeah. What other uh, accents have you done for characters? Uh, I've done Irish, I've done British, I've done southern. Any any other musicals? No, this is
4: my first musical. This is your very first musical. Yeah, I've never done a musical before. What? Wow. I did well. I did I I played Maria in West Side Story in high school and okay. I couldn't hit the notes, so I just made tones. I was <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs>
0: And also, I had a. And also, I feel like your resume is basically just troubleshooting. That's the way you. Uh, I often, yeah, it is troubleshooting.
4: That's very good.
0: Uh, when you played Maria, how was your that? That's a strong accent. How was? I was. Your... I played it as Russian.
4: Maria Tschernbek. It's like how many bullets are left in this gun, you know?
0: So here we have you. You've uh, done television. You've done film. You're on a uh, majorly, unbelievably successful Broadway show. Uh, it, where, what do you... Like, do you have a hope to... I want to do more movies,
4: or I want to be on more television, or I want to do more... I, I loved it all. I mean, you know, 30 Rock is my favorite TV show, and so that was, like, a huge... Um, I, I couldn't believe that I wasn't even in the same room with, with Tina Fey or, or any of them, or Alec Baldwin, or any of them. I was so, so starstruck I could barely speak, and um, that, was, that was amazing... I, I don't know what I, I would I would love to I would love to own day, one day own a house with a guest room.
0: I know I recently was like I just want to be able to walk around my bed. That was like all so I, I cared about.
4: I can't walk around my bed.
0: Yeah. I live in a loft. Alright, and clearly you openly tell people you're from New Jersey. That's I cool. Do.
4: <laughs> I know, we get a very bad rap. Why do you think you get a bad rap? Probably because of the
0: Jersey Shore nonsense. Yeah, it started then.
4: Well, I don't know. <laughs> pretty sure it started in 2009. <laughs> Before that. <laughs> All
0: right, well, based on that little New Jersey note, Kristen, are you ready to take on an Ask Me Another challenge? No. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Kristen Miliotti, everybody. Let's welcome back our puzzle guru, Noah Tarno. <clears throat> and our one man house band, Jonathan Colton. Now, Kristen. Yes? We found someone to play against you. We found a New Jersey native. What? Yes. Impossible. It's true. Please welcome Connor Egan. Connor is not only a New Jersey native, he is from the Jersey Shore.
4: Where? That's true. Where?
1: Avon by the sea.
4: My parents are from
0: Margate.
2: Very good.
1: Huh? (laughs) It's like you're related,
0: or enemies. Now, Kristen, you grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and you played Johnny Sack's daughter on The Sopranos, so you probably know better than anyone most of the virtues of the Great Garden State. Exactly how much? We're going to find out. We're going to ask you about all sorts of people and things that come from your home state. Are you ready? No. I am also not ready. (laughs) We're going to continue anyways. How do you feel about that? That's the New York way. (laughs) All right, New York, New Jersey native Whitney Houston has so many iconic songs, but she might be remembered the best for her cover of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You, which Houston recorded for the soundtrack of what film?
1: Connor. The bodyguard?
0: The button. Not quick enough. He might have got...
4: This man has made a fatal mistake this time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the tension between these two.
4: <laughs> We're either gonna
0: kiss or fight each other.
2: This is how New Jersey is really
0: <laughs> Connor, you might be winning a whole lot more than you think. <laughs> Supposedly Richard Hollingshead came up with the idea for this because his mother was too large to sit in movie theater seats. After patenting his ideas in 1933, the world's first what opened in Camden, New Jersey? Drive-in theater? Drive-in theater is correct. (laughs) Also, I think my buzzer is broken. Okay, let's give it a shot. Does it work? When the 10-year-old main character of this book moves from New York City to the Jersey suburbs, she has to deal with a lot of new experiences. Boys, bras, and playing spin the bottle. She also struggles with religion as her mother's Christian and her father's Jewish, what? (laughs) What is the title of this young adult book that is often banned from school libraries written by Elizabeth, New Jersey native, Judy Blume? Kristen.
4: Ramona? Wait, can I do it again? Can I do it again? Can I do it again? Quickly, quickly. Take a seat. (laughs) Uh, Margaret from Are You There?
0: Got It's Me, Margaret? Yes, that's right. (laughs) In 2011, Nobel Prize winner Toni Morrison was paid $30,000 to give the commencement address at Rutgers University. If that seems a lot, consider that a month earlier... Rutgers Student Activities Committee paid $32,000 for what Jersey Shore star to appear on campus?
1: No. Connor? Snooki.
0: Snooki is correct. Hip-hop star Lauren Hill grew up in South Orange, New Jersey, graduating from Columbia High School in 1993, but she wasn't the only graduate from that year to hit it big. In fact, she attended this actor's bar mitzvah years before he wrote and starred in the appropriately named film Garden State. Kristen. Zach Braff. Correct.
2: Well, Noah? Well, well, well. Uh, Well, Kristen... You were awfully entertaining. <laughs> but it looks like Connor just beat you out anyway. So,
0: Kristen, we would like to give you a Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube and a huge round of applause for being delightful. Connor, we would like to award you with the soundtrack from Once. You might even be able to get it autographed. I don't know. Nope. No, that's it? <laughs> Hand for our contestant, Connor Egan. <laughs> would you like to play a song for us, Jonathan? Yes,
3: yes, I would love to play a song. All this talk of New Jersey has made it impossible for me to not play a Bon Jovi song right now. <laughs> Tommy used to work on the docks. The union's on strike He's down on his luck It's tough Oh, it's tough Gina works at Diner all day She's working for a man She's bringing home her pay For love For love She said we gotta hold on To what we got doesn't make a difference if we make it all night. We got each other, and that's a lot for love. We'll give it a shot. Whoa, halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand, we'll make it, I swear. Whoa, living on a prayer.
0: Colton. Thank you. Finally, what we've been waiting for. Let's bring back our winners to play the Ask Me One More final round. From Name That Candy Bar, Sarah Shepard. It's All sweet to Me, Stephen Kendall. Time to turn off the TV, Dan Morin. Street Music, Steve Spinolio. Celebrity Secret Words, Margaret Maloney. All right, Noah, how are we going to wrap this show up?
2: This is how. Today's final game is called Loose Change. For this final round, we'll give you the clues to answers that contain some U.S. coin or monetary amounts. For example, if we said former astronaut Steve Austin, you'd answer the $6 million man. By the way, uh, just in case you're wondering, with inflation, he would now be the $29,109,849.46 man. But... uh, they haven't decided that has enough of a ring to make a remake feasible. All right. This round is played spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out, unless everyone gets a wrong answer and then you've all survived and we move on. The last person standing is today's grand prize winner. Are we ready, players? Here we go. The network home of SpongeBob SquarePants. Nickelodeon. That is correct. The famous New Orleans neighborhood containing Bourbon Street. Don't know. Oh. The famous New Orleans neighborhood containing Bourbon Street. The French Quarter? That is correct. Really cheap and common, like a carton full of eggs, once upon a time. A dime a dozen? A dime a dozen. The rapper whose major label debut album was Get Rich or Die Tryin'. Fifty cents. Fifty cents. He did not die trying. To come to a complete halt with great precision. Hmm. To come to a complete halt with great precision.
4: Stop on a dime?
2: That is right. M's secretary in the James Bond universe. Miss Moneypenny. Miss Moneypenny. The 04 film in which Hillary Swank received a Best Actress Oscar. Steve. Million Dollar Baby. Yes, that is Million Dollar Baby. A horrible means of execution by being dragged by horses and chopped into four pieces. Margaret. Drawn and Quartered. Yay! Yay for Drawn and Quartered. The title role for John Candy in a 1989 John Hughes comedy.
4: This is what I get for being born in
2: 1988. <laughs> okay, that's it. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, no. The title role for, a John, for John Candy in a 1989 John Hughes comedy. <laughs> no, we move on. The title role for John Kenney in a 1989 John Hughes comedy, He Looks Confident. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is right. We're down to two. We're down to two. Margaret. The Kurt Weill musical that introduced the song "Mac the Knife. Three Penny Opera. Three Penny Opera. An equine bred to run fast over short distances, usually a fourth of a mile. Steve. Quarter horse. Quarter horse. Stephen King, scary devil clown from It. Margaret. I have no
1: idea. She has no
2: idea. Steve, do you know? Pennywise. Pennywise is correct. Steve Spinolio,
0: you are our Ask Me Another grand prize winner. Congratulations. And your grand prize, courtesy of Kristen Milioti, is two tickets to see the Broadway musical once. As well as a copy of the soundtrack. Congratulations, our Ask Me Another grand prize winner for this week, David Spinolio. Well, that's it for Ask Me Another. Remember, you can find us in a bunch of games we didn't get to play today on Facebook and Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. There you can also find our daily trivia every weekday and win tickets to see Ask Me Another live and more. <laughs> Ask Me Another's puzzle czar is Noah Tarno.
2: Hey, my name anagrams to, whoa, no rants.
0: The man behind the music of Ask Me Another is Mr. Jonathan Colton. Launch at noon. Additional puzzle writing contributed by Mark Halpern, Josiah Madigan, James Ramsey, and Mary Tobler. <laughs> Ask Me Another was recorded and mixed by Paul Ruest. Our house sound engineer is David Hertgen. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. The associate producer is Josh Rogeson. With production help from Eleanor Kagan, Charlie Kaplan, and Ivan Kuravets. Our senior supervising producer is Jesse Baker. Our general manager is Portia Robinson-Nigas. Our executive producer is Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. Our home in Brooklyn, New York, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another, and I like to think I know a little something about how to make people laugh. But these clowns will stop at nothing. (laughs) (laughs) He licked her. (laughs) Oh, clowns. From the Big Apple Circus, it's the Acrobufos, next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Game on!